0: Inverse Genius, Episode 2, The Best of the Worst. In this episode, Brian Counter and Bill Corey drag up the worst movies they've ever seen. And it's actually long enough that we make it into two segments the entire episode. Inverse Genius is brought to you by our great Patreon at patreon.com
1: obg. You can head over there and check it out. Also, send an email to inversegeniusllc at gmail.com with your comments about Bill and Brian's tastes.
0: Welcome to Inverse Genius, where in this little podcast segment, we're going to talk about the worst movies ever made, at least in our opinion. With me is Bill Corey. Say hi, Bill.
1: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: And how can you how can people find you if they want to?
1: The easiest way is on Twitter at Bill Corey Jr., B-I-L-L-C-O-R-E-Y-J-R. You can also find me and my podcast The Cubist at thecubistpodcast.com or on iTunes
0: very good. For me, I'm HeyMondo on BoardGameGeek. You can reach me at HeyMondo at gmail.com. I'm also Cult of the Old on Twitter related to a segment I do for another podcast. The reason I even did this was I bought a game called Hollywood out of Russia, which was hard to find, but I actually did buy a copy. And all of the cards were generic actor and actress cards and directors and everything like that. And I thought, well, that's no fun. So I spent and I counted 33 hours putting real star cards in with all of the iconography and all this stuff, I really remade the game for myself so we could play with friends, and it's been a hoot and a blast. One of the cards is called a worthless script card. And I thought, well, hey, here's an opportunity. Let's take the worst movies I could find and put them as the worthless script cards. So this was an exercise in Googling, looking at lists of the worst movies ever made, by consensus, talking to friends, and then even doing some work on Facebook to try and get some more movies on there. So this is the result of this, and Bill's going to join me for this fun. So let's just start off with one of the worst movies ever made by a long shot. It's called Manos, The Hands of Fate. Bill, have
1: you seen this? I have not, and I feel like I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, this is one
0: of those, even after you watch it on MST3K, you just feel like you want to go punch small, smiling babies. <laughs> it is not fun it's horridly bad I will describe it briefly it's a 50s or 60s kind of movie this couple's driving around in a car smoking and they get in this loop where they can't seem to drive out of Bill it's just horrid then they wind up with this house with the master and the the dumb side servant named Torgo oh he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, and, and, he dies. And, and, well, the, 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 Torgo dies. But the couple, they get mixed in with this evil group. It's like a satanic cult kind of thing. And essentially, what winds up happening is they escape, but there's all kinds of stupid and just silly things. And I think the funniest thing I had seen uh, in the movie was, there, because it was MST3K, there was a scene where there was like a big pillow fight, almost. They are fighting with each other, and they had like these long nightgowns on, and it looked horribly funny and, and not intended to be so. One of the Mystery Science Theater guys said, oh, look, it's Mark Singer, referencing, which made me laugh really hard out loud because I knew what they were talking about. This is an illusion or a reference to the Beastmaster uh-huh. movie where those guys enveloped the Beastmaster with, with their skins and it kind of looked like pillowcases. So that was pretty funny, but this movie is horrid. I wish I had those hours back, even though I'm turning into something. It was really, really horrid.
1: That sounds, if you think about the way that you described that movie, and I haven't seen Mana, so I can't speak directly to it. But if you think about how you just described it, it sounds so much like the Rocky Horror Picture Show that now I almost want to see it. All
0: right, let's move Excellent. on to
1: Howard the Duck. You've seen this one, have you not? I have seen this one. All right, give I us have. your thoughts, Bill. Well, when I first saw Howard the Duck, I caught myself being a little bit defensive of the movie because I'm not going to lie, I laughed. A little bit when it came out. I mean, as, as much as I'm probably, I probably should be embarrassed to say that I actually had sort of a good time with the movie, but that doesn't make it good. It was released in 1986. Um, Leah Thompson, Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins. It sounds like it should have been a good movie. And yet it was just, it was cheesy and. It was awkward, and it, it's just, there was just something seriously wrong with it. I don't know how to describe it. Here's what I know: at the very end of Guardians of the Galaxy, they teased Howard the Duck. Did they? And they did. If you <laughs> waited until the very end, there is a there is a Howard the Duck sitting there right at the end of the movie, and it terrified me because so I thought to myself, "Please, please don't bring this back." Oh, that's it was funny. Not, it, was, it was not good. It was not good at all. But it, it was. It came out in '86 and with Leah Thompson, so they were definitely trying to ride the popularity of Back to the Back Future. Back to the Future, right? absolutely. Yeah. So you would think that this movie, and and I was at the perfect age to laugh during this movie. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, I was 13 years old when Howard the Duck came out, and I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this is so goofy and funny and weird," and it, boy. It's not. Yeah,
0: no. I was in college at the, in the beginning years of college when it came out, and I didn't see it right away. And I actually did not suffer through the videotaping because I thought it was just so atrociously like, <laughs> not funny.
1: <laughs> no, it was not. I I just looked it up on IMDb when you when you called me on it, and I would like to point out that the top plot keywords on IMDb are laser duck, planet alien, and singer. Lovely. And
0: yeah, that uh, that is,
1: no. <laughs> that should give you an idea on how stupid the movie is. Mm. Even IMDb can't figure out how to actually categorize the plot of it, because there wasn't one. So there you go. That's,
0: that's funny. I have nothing further terrible. to say. You said it all. Ooh, all right, l- l- let's move on to Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I never saw Breaking 1. Alright, and I don't even remember five minutes of Electric Boogaloo, but the reason it's on this list, it's more of a personal one, because any time a movie would come out, you know, Highlander 2 or what, you know, it was my default to just announce it as Electric Boogaloo, whatever 2. Yes. And so that's really the joke. It's, I'm not casing on the movie as much as just that, because the next movie on the list, I'm assuming you haven't seen Breaking 2.
1: I actually have. Oh, d-
0: any comments? Oh,
1: yeah. Go, yeah, go for it. It. Um, it. Well, first off, I was fascinated by the idea of breakdancing. Cause again, I was the right demographic at this point. Sure. I was the, I was the correct age. So I was fascinated by the, the counterculture mm-hmm. of the breakdancing movement. So I actually did see this. Um, and I was 11, so I had no idea of what a good movie qualified as. But again, I hate to rely too much on IMDb, but break into electric boogaloo is actually higher rated than Howard the Duck by I user base that. of IMDb. <laughs> okay. So I, I <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to call back to Howard the Duck. It's it's not good, but it might be better than Howard the Duck. Fair possibly.
0: enough. Which leads us to our next title, Superman IV, The Quest for Peace.
1: <laughs> you know what? I,
0: I know I've seen bits and pieces of this movie. I don't remember seeing it at the theater. However, it's so bad, I don't even remember the basic plot. I have no clue. And this is another one of those... Anytime anything would come out with a four, it would be quest for peace. That's really all this is about.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I remember this one, but this was, this was the one where he, uh, Superman was crusading for nuclear disarmament.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: And where nuclear man shows up. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm torn on this one because I think that Christopher Reeve was the best. Of the Supermans. Like, I think he had a great look for it. I think he did a great job portraying the purity of Superman. But this movie was bad. But yeah, Superman 4 was not good, even with the good cast. I mean, again, this was... And that's the thing, is that if you look back on these without having seen the movie, and you look at the casts, they don't look like they should be bad movies. Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Jackie Cooper, John Cryer, Margot Kidder, Mariel Hemingway. Mm -hmm. This should have been a good movie, and yet it was... It was terrible. I I think this one might have been objectively terrible. Like, not just we think it's terrible. I think this may have genuinely been like an object lesson in how to make a crap movie. Because it's real bad. It's -hmm. real bad. I have watched this one recently, and it was was not good.
0: Good enough. Let's move on to Clan of the Cave Bear, a.k.a. a caveman skin flick with Daryl Hannah that's just really, really bad. (laughs) You haven't seen this one, have you?
1: I think I remember seeing this. But I also think I remember not being allowed to see this.
0: You shouldn't be allowed to see it for two reasons. A, the content if you were younger, and B, just because it's that horrid.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, and and I feel like we're picking on the 80s a little bit here, right? Because this is also 1986.
0: Yeah, well, I'm a child of the 80s, so the the bias on some of these movies is going to be 80s.
1: (laughs) I get that. I am personally of the opinion that Daryl Hannah can't act her way out of warm jello. And ouch, I don't think I've ever ouch. seen her as a... I don't think she's ever been a good actress in something I've seen her in. I genuinely believe that. So I don't think this this one had a prayer. Well, Blade Runner was decent. Oh, yeah, but she barely was... I mean, she was not the focus of that movie by I, any stretch. Well,
0: I understand. I was trying to be nice.
1: Yes, that's... <laughs> Blade Runner was... Blade Runner was actually good. Oh, I, it's one of Meryl. my favorite yeah. movies, but yeah. It's the good despite her, though. Good enough. <laughs> All right,
0: Let, let's go back to the to the earlier black and white times with the perennial, the the mostly most widely known horrible movie of all time, Clan Nine from outer space.
1: Yay, Clan Nine!
0: Bella Lugosi long stares into the camera to waste time because they didn't have the budget to do anything. There's furry carpet on the floor that's supposed to be some kind of swamp. It's they're they're tripping over wires on film. It's horrid. Have you
1: seen it? I have. And the reason that I saw it is because there is another podcast called Film Sack, which I will happily plug because they are amazing. They uh do about one hour reviews, panel reviews of bad movies. And they did Plan 9 from Outer Space as one of their first episodes. And I made a point to watching it afterwards.
0: It's real bad. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just so it's
1: bad. deadpan bad. Like there's, there's yes. really nothing going on. And yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Bela Lugosi had basically only ever been Dracula.
0: Right. Let's move on to Dungeons & Dragons. Now, <laughs> Which
1: one? They've all been bad.
0: Right. I'm talking about the one with Jeremy
1: Irons. Oh, yeah. The, that was the the first of the live-action ones, right? Right. There were a couple I, of them.
0: I think so. This is the yeah. one I saw. Now, now here's the thing. I will, I will say, I played D&D in high school and in college, and so I didn't have high expectations for this one. So when I first viewed it, I did not think it was as horrible as the critics were saying. However, once you got to the scene where they're battling monsters, doing this, doing that, and they encounter a beholder with eyes everywhere, and they throw a rock off to the off-screen, and it distracts it, and they just get past the beholder, all of us were like, what?! (laughs) <laughs> and it's just raucous bunch of people saying, "Oh, you got to be kidding me." And so that was the moment at which the film just just died even though it was kind of bad anyway. But the best part Bill is, I don't know if you've seen the DVD. One of my friends bought this on DVD to watch it ironically. Mm-hmm. There is a scene with Jeremy Irons and he is doing his gosh darnedest to act in the best way he can i don't know what favor he owed or he felt bad for the people making it or he just really wanted the franchise to succeed maybe he's a closet d&d or who knows when he is acting his heart out and yelling and the cape goes up and then it comes down and they say cut and then he walks off camera he walks off camera in a deadpan walk without a sound it is such a contrast you can tell Oh, this is just horrible. And that was the funniest part, was that little extra at the end of the DVD set.
1: Uh, I remember desperately wanting this movie to not suck, yeah. and then being horribly disappointed when it did. It, yeah. it actually managed to make the 80s cartoon version of Dungeons & Dragons look good. <laughs> which is scary. Cause wait, that wait 80s... which
0: one? Thundar the Barbarian? No, no, the actual oh, Dungeons & actual... Dragons cartoon.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. With, like, Hank the... Hank the ranger and eric the cavalier and okay so bad (laughs) so bad
0: let's move on there's Freddy got fingered we're not even going to talk about that one. it's so bad (laughs) uh the bodyguard this was bad
1: what the whitney houston vehicle yes with kevin costner
0: yes now i have a personal thing with this as as my wife and i are an interracial couple we had some interest in this sure and we walked out thinking oh we want our two hours back this was horrid
1: did well, you, and you've seen it i assume oh yeah oh yeah yeah see this was the movie that convinced me that my bias against kevin costner was well founded <laughs> this is this is the seriously this is the movie that reminded me that the reasons i hated kevin costner were 100 percent legitimate and it didn't help that it was a vehicle for whitney houston who absolutely could not act which is fine she's a singer she's not supposed to be an actress right the trend of singers and actors Cross, you know, cross platforms, so to speak, mm-hmm. hadn't really taken off to the levels that it has recently. You know, the Jennifer Lopez hadn't really started doing her thing yet. and th- You know, there weren't those, you know, double threats like that that really could do both. So this was clearly a whole, well, she wants to try it kind of thing. Let's go for it. And then she played a singer, so good job really stretching your boundaries there. No, it was terrible. It was terrible. And it and it never was not going to be terrible. And I, right. I think none of us looked at this and went, oh, this has potential. I don't right. know. Well, I didn't a, anyway.
0: See, that's a great segue into From Justin to Kelly.
1: i did not see that
0: uh, now i've seen bits and pieces one of my friends saw this and he thought it would be a good romance and you know rom-com thing and so they're trying to milk the american idol success and they just
1: yeah i never saw that one but i i I could smell that one a couple miles away and i'm like nope i don't get to see that i don't need to see that (laughs) good enough
0: Alright, let's go back uh let's do a little retro. The Beast of Yucca Flats. I haven't even seen this, but this made nope. almost every top ten list on Google that you could see.
1: Have you seen that one? No. Nope, nope, I have not, and I'm good with that. You probably <laughs> probably a good thing.
0: <laughs> so Alright, moving to moving for, for, forwarding to uh to the far future or whenever this was Battlefield Earth
1: with, oh, with Travolta this is the,
0: and yes. This
1: that is one. the L. Ron Hubbard movie right
0: yeah with john travolta
1: yeah so so effectively it's the scientology uh propaganda yeah you know
0: i tried to watch it bill i could not watch it past 20 minutes it was just not even ironically it was just so horrid so i can't say i watched the whole film but i've seen enough of it to know this is a horrid experience and it should be bottled for a million years
1: see i feel like we are hammering on movies with actors that bill hates a lot, like because we've not only gotten Daryl Hannah, who I don't think can act. We've gotten Kevin Costner, who plays the same character in every movie he's ever been in. And we got John Travolta, who is a ridiculous parody of himself all the time. Like, well, yes,
0: but I, OK, I, I'm the cup is half full kind of guy. Slam me, if you will. No, he actually if phenomenon
1: was good. Okay, sure. He right. did fine. He did fine in that movie. Yes, I will really agree.
0: Still well, terrible. it may might the watching that movie may want you to watch some reefer madness after
1: that. What do you think? Nope. 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 I I think I watched about twenty minutes of that. Mm-hmm. If it's the movie I'm thinking of, let me.
0: It's the scare reefer. flick. It's trying to scare teenagers
1: away from from bad reefers. Reefer madness has been. If you search for that on IMDb, there are a few that <laughs> come up. Oh, which. Yeah, there was a movie musical in 2005. Yeah, no. It was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming we're talking about the 36, the 36, um,
0: yeah, I didn't, I didn't research the years here. You know, I've seen little bits and pieces of it. And one of the local radio stations plays little sound excerpts because they're so absurd from it. Yeah. So I'm assuming. Well, this that is
1: one. this is the advent of propaganda, right? right? Like, I mean, this is this is really in the beginning of the of the idea of movies when the whole idea was here is a technology. What things can we use it for? Oh, how about let's push our own agenda rather than actually just use it for entertainment? Right, right. The cover is amazing. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the poster for it, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. It has such quotes as "Women cry for it, men die for it," and "The sweet pill that makes life better." I don't know what how uh, this sounds like. I want reefer madness now, oh, not to run away from. We do not drug endorse the use. Of- <laughs> now I might have to watch this. I don't know. Oh, this goodness. sounds way, way more fun than it was a minute ago.
0: Fair enough. Let's move on to Heaven's Gate. I haven't seen this one. No, I haven't nope. seen, I have not seen it either, but I, I, I don't have that Mary Lou Henner memory thing, but I have weird instances of it. And I remember as a, as a youth watching the actual ads for this live, on live television, and it looked bad. It was bad. It was this huge Chris Christopherson movie, huge budget, way, way long, and it just flopped with a passion. And yeah. it was allegedly boring and bad, and... You know, for its time, I think it was one of the worst, uh, worst undergrossing movies of all time, and it just stays up there in reputation with a really bad movie.
1: Well, as far as the grossing goes, according to IMDb again, the budget of the movie was estimated about $44 million, which would have been a lot of money back oh, then. Yeah. Back in 1980 when this movie came out and the gross was about $1.5 million. Oh, that's so funny. they lost their butts on this one. And considering the cast and the time, that doesn't surprise me at all. Chris Christopherson, Christopher Walken, John Hurt, Sam Waterston, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges. A lot I mean, of good actors. A, a lot of big name actors, whether even whether they're good or not. that Those were all guys that were commanding pretty high, pretty high wages at that mm-hmm. point. So yeah, now I can't... It's actually rated fairly well on, really? on IMDb. It's a 6.7, which is not terrible compared to most of the other stuff we've been talking about. Well, but I think
0: it might have garnered its reputation because it made no money and was really panned by the critics at the time. Perhaps the ratings would come up a
1: little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I'm always interested when ratings don't seem to reflect what the media tells you, right? Like if they, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear stories about how terrible a movie is and then you go and look and people have actually rated it pretty highly. I'm always interested by that. Sure. Waterworld. See, I hate Kevin Costner. This is the one movie (laughs) of Kevin Costner's that I don't hate. It's not great, but it's not awful. It's, It's, it's better than, than others. I don't know. This is another one of those movies where I don't think it's, I think it got hated on a lot when it came out. But then the ratings, it's a 6.1 on IMDb. It's not that bad. But man, oh, man, it's like a punchline most of the time, isn't it? Have you seen it?
0: I've seen uh, about 15 minutes of it, and I was like, what is this? So you watched him
1: drink his own pee and then you stopped?
0: No, it was was like, (laughs) no, it was on satellite, and I caught 15 minutes of it. And then I, I was just aghast at how boring it was. And then I caught the end when he decides, spoiler alert, That while they're searching for land the whole movie, he hits land. He said, no, I belong on the sea. And I rolled my eyes and I just changed the channel.
1: (laughs) I think it's a better movie than it gets credit for, but it's not great by any stretch. It's it's definitely not a good movie. It's just less bad than a lot of the things. Sure, sure.
0: Well, here, let's go on to Highlander 2, The Quickening,
1: not Electric okay, so Boogaloo. This, this one is actively – I don't know if this one is the worst one or if Highlander 3 is, but – Well,
0: see, here's – got to I'll do a quick setup. I actually enjoyed Highlander because it had Sean Connery, and even though the acting was pretty horrible, it was fun. Sure. It was stupid fun. But Highlander 2 was horrible, and I, what, I, the comment I have on this was when they get to Highlander 3, like it or not – they just pre they knew Highlander two was so bad they were just going to ignore I- ignore anything that happened in Highlander Two, so they just pretended it didn't happen. That's how bad Highlander Two was. <laughs> according to the filmmakers.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of those things. The first I pretty much agree with everything you said there. The first Highlander movie I thought was a lot of fun. I was actually a big fan of the T V series in the in the early nineties with Adrian Paul. Oh, as I never Highlander. saw it,
0: actually. I'd been married to i that actually time.
1: really liked that. Huh. I think that maybe it was one of those – it was one of – yeah, it started in 92 and went for six seasons. I actually really liked that show. But I think I like that because they allowed you to actually pretend there were characters instead of just stereotypes. Sure. But yeah, none of the I don't think any of the movies were particularly good. I think the first movie had Sean Connery and his sense of humor, which brought it up from where it would have been otherwise. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in general, I do not generally think that Christopher Lambert is a terrible actor. I don't think anybody's under any delusions about him being good.
0: Well, Sean all... Connery improves any movie, unless you're talking about him in the awkward codpiece from Zardo's.
1: <laughs> See, I was surprised that movie wasn't on your list. That's one of
0: those. Movies. Well, yeah, I could have put it on. I didn't want to make it too long. <laughs> anyway, oh, let's go on to Knowing. Nick Cage, horrible ending. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this is just bizarre. Aliens come down, they take some children, they release them on some foreign world. They put them in front of a tree, like the, uh, an allusion to the Tree of Life. And they basically say, okay, go repopulate. It's just creepy. And Nick Cage isn't good in it. And, uh, yeah, this is just a okay. horrible, horrible movie that I've seen and,
1: and I personally hate. Okay, Nick Cage hasn't been good in anything since The Rock. So, at this point, I yeah, I saw Nick Cage as the lead in it and realized I didn't need to see it. <laughs> I, rem- I remember the, pr- the previews coming out for this, and I remember thinking to myself, okay, this almost has... Potential, except Nicholas gage is in it, so I don't need to see it.
0: Good enough. Uh, Good enough.
1: So, he's so bad. I know. He's so bad. Everybody, he's you know, bad. Let's
0: uh, move on to Ishtar. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: this is a desert style movie. There's a or a, there's a camel in the poster, and I don't even remember it. Just to, just enough to say it was a big budget movie that was an awful, awful movie according to most people. Have you yeah, seen this?
1: I have. It's a punchline. I mean the movie is a punchline it's it was a punchline for both Warren Beatty and Dustin Hoffman's careers it was the reminder that you can no matter how good of an actor you put in something if the script is terrible if the movie's not going to do well and Ishtar is like the quintessential version of that Warren Beatty Dustin Hoffman Charles Grodin Carol Kane just a ton of good actors and some really great character actors that you don't know, I even mean, think about, like Jack Weston, um, fantastic character actor. Tess Harper, another one that that you know her when you see her. But the movie itself is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's real bad. There's not. There's really nothing good about this. Yep. It doesn't even have good eye candy. It's just bad.
0: Yeah. Well, moving on. Let's go to Left Behind. So one of the reason this is on the list was one of the reviews I had read somewhere. I can't remember where. Someone said, after seeing this, it made them want to get some blow up dolls, put some helium in it, and release it after <laughs> service got out of a certain uh institution and oh just make my. them think the rapture had come and that just made <laughs> me laugh so hard i'm not I'm not about uh making fun of people of different beliefs different same or different than mine, but that just made me laugh, and this movie is just kind of goofy and out there
1: <laughs> that is I understand and I I agree. I'm not yeah, the whole concept of this I I was a little lost on me so I knew I was not going to be a fan so I never saw it.
0: Okay. There's one I'll mention quickly, The Horror of Party Beach made a lot of uh, top 10 lists. I haven't seen this. I assume you haven't either. It's nope. like a 50 it's like a 60s movie with with bikinis and monsters that come and eat people.
1: That's about Bunch. it. I tend to approve of both of those things, but probably not together.
0: Okay. <laughs> Speaking of bad acting, The Last Airbender, the review I read for it said the actors might have – well, the actors, even though they're you know, they not bashing on the kids, they might as well have held up index cards in front of them and read them like they were reading a cold novel because that's how bad the acting was in this. Have you seen this?
1: It? Is, we were talking – the M. Night Shyamalan Correct. Uh, film, right? Yeah, right. no, I didn't see this because I was – I never watched the the animation that this is based off of. Mm-hmm. So I had no background to come into it. And by this point, I was so disillusioned with M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> and his storytelling sure. that the idea of an IP that I had no idea about coupled with the film creator that I didn't really care about anymore just sort of made this into an I don't need to spend two hours of my life on it. For ratings, it looks like I was correct in making that choice. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I was invested in the animation. My son got into it. And loved okay. it, and I thought it was an excellent animated series uh, myself. But I, I haven't seen it for all of the above above reasons. Let's move on to Spice World. You've seen this,
1: I have, I have. See, I work as a DJ. Okay, so as a result, music and music propaganda slash publicity stuff is of a certain interest to me because I find the culture that surrounds music and pop music and the popularization of pop stars to be interesting so i it's a ridiculous movie but it's actually almost it almost wraps around to being ridiculously good like it's not it's not a good movie but it's fun in the tongue-in-cheek sense of humor that's the spice girls themselves were in that era of sure. music sure so i didn't i don't know i don't hate this one as much as A lot of people do. It's not good. I'm not I'm not I'm certainly not (laughs) going to defend this movie and say that this is an amazing piece of film that everybody should see. But I think it did a pretty good job of reflecting the ridiculousness of the Spice Girls at the time.
0: Well, I think you told me what you think, what you really, really think.
1: Yes. (laughs) This whole thing was a setup for that, Brian. I just no.
0: I just made that up, believe it or not. All right. (laughs) Let's move on to Toxic Avenger. I was stupid enough to rent this in the cheap section at when I was in high school I think or college and I stopped we stopped watching this 10 minutes in because we we're like this is just some horror schlockfest with bodies getting run over by cars and this was just atrociously stupid have you seen this
1: <laughs> I don't I know I haven't but every every movie that you're mentioning I'm looking up on IMDb I don't know if you can hear me typing or not I can't. and this one is relatively well regarded so I haven't seen it, but now I kind of want to. Yeah. I like I like schlock horror sometimes. Yeah,
0: well, if if it has realistic violence, I'm out. I ha- I'm very squeamish oh. on that. I can okay. watch John Carpenter's The Thing with no problem because it's so over-the-top blood and guts everywhere. My wife sure. is amazed I can watch that, but I nearly get nauseous if I see some kind of Friday the 13th skit.
1: Gotcha. All right, that moving on. Showgirls, you've seen this. I have seen this, uh, and I will tell you right now that the reason that I saw it is because I heard about the nature of the film and wanted to see it for myself, if you get my drift. I was, during that time period, a uh, <laughs> we have to young be man in my early somewhat family-friendly here, Bill. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm trying really hard to dance around the bad parts of this, <laughs> but. Let's just say that the subject matter was of interest to me in 1995. Well, you mean your interest for Xanadu wasn't like that either? No, no, not so much, because uh, when Xanadu came out, I was, what, 10? Maybe?
0: Oh, yes. You hadn't blossomed yet. I was 7. I was
1: 7 when Xanadu came out. All right, well. When Showgirls came out, I was 22. I was much more. (laughs) All right, let's just cut it right off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's move on to
0: chud cannibalistic right. human underground dwellers i saw this with a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls uh it wasn't even a date thing it was just a bunch of people going together horrid schlock fest stupid period and it, yeah, and it made some so, top so. 10 lists
1: i didn't see this one
0: Yeah, that's fine the room know. the next one the room now they've shown this at our local art theater literally named the same and people bring uh, utens- plastic utensils to throw during some of the scenes, or footballs to throw during some of the scenes. It uses stock footage. It's a horrid, horrid film. And I know that some uh, professor had taught this, taught about this film, and this is how not to make a film. Have you yeah, seen have, this one?
1: I have. I have not seen the room. I, I don't know if there were constant remakes or what. But again, looking this up, there are three different films named The Room. 2003, 2006, and 2012. I don't know which one exactly we're referring to here, but I haven't seen any of them. So, yeah, they look bad. All of them kind of look terrible. Yeah, it's the one All with of the, them are poorly rated. It's so the one with the
0: stock footage keep getting overused and overused, that's the one. And the director even said at some point, yeah, that was a bad movie.
1: Well, here's what I'll tell you. The highest rated of the three that I just mentioned is rated a 3.9 on IMDb. That'll so no matter it. which no matter which one it was, it was not good.
0: Yeah. All <laughs> right. Let's move on to After Earth. Enough said. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, here's one that, that was just stupid fun to, to even see on a list. And I didn't put this on the list, but someone else did. It was Nudist Colony of the Dead. I think nothing really much more needs to be said about that. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Glenn or Glenda, the Ed Wood film where he's uh, struggling with a little gender identity. Now, in today's age, this wouldn't be that big of a deal, but back then it was a big deal. Even though, and even though I support people who want to do whatever in in this realm, this is still a bad film.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Ed Wood, right? So, I mean, it's almost guaranteed to be terrible. Like, there's really no way to get around it being a crap movie if it's Ed Wood.
0: Yep. (laughs) It's just kind of a thing. Yep, good enough. And let me wind up my little section here, and uh, I'm leaving this last for a reason that I'm not going to divulge. Liquid Sky. Have you seen this one?
1: No, I have not. I haven't even this ever is, heard uh, of it. This is a
0: very low-budget, well, th- um, as as a child of the 80s, this is low-budget, disgruntled punk anger, hatred kind of thing, and people are dying when they do a certain activity and finish. And so that's the whole premise of the film. And I'll just leave it at that. It's really bad. It's not even funny bad. It's just really, really bad.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it and I'm probably okay with that. Yeah. You're, you should be okay with that. What else? You got any others for us, Bill? Um, just because we're both board game nerds, I want to throw Jumanji out there because I thought that (laughs) the only part of that movie that wasn't complete garbage were the special effects and Robin Williams. And, Everything else about that movie was terrible. Just, uh, uh bleh. You mean it didn't movies. capture
0: and, your heart with his struggles? No, okay. not even a little bit. I think okay.
1: that Robin Williams did the best job he could with a terribly written role. I think that everything about the writing of the movie was garbage, and it was just a, an excuse to put it on special effects on screen. And as a board game fan, I was, I don't want to say I, I was offended by the premise of the game itself, but it sort of trivialized the whole idea of games which bugged me a lot i just thought that movie was bad that might be personal bias who knows
0: well i've thrown some in my list that were personal bias and so i did not think this one was horrid
1: as horrid as you did but it was
0: it certainly wasn't good
1: i was actively angry when i got done seeing it that's what i remember (laughs) like i remember being done with the movie and going why did i waste my time right watching this movie right it was bad (laughs) All right. Any others? The only other one that I thought of originally was Spawn, the movie based on the quote-unquote edgy comic. Mm-hmm. Um, was that
0: the one with Leguizamo?
1: Yes, yes. Who might have been good except for everything around him was bad and it made him look bad as a result. Hmm. This is another one of those movies where literally the only thing good about it were the special effects, which were sort of visually interesting, but the movie itself was so badly paced and the action was so disjointed and everything about it was just the acting was so bleh that it was just rough. I I, This is one of the few movies – where I genuinely hope someone tries to remake it. Because I think the story of Spawn from the graphic novels was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, man, did they mangle it to try and cram it into an attention deficit disorder movie. Gotcha. It was just not it was not good.
0: I saw it just on a whim, and I didn't hate it. But keep in mind I have a bias because I don't hate superheroes, but I just never got into supers at all. Uh, sure. So, it never attracted, it wasn't, it's not like I hated them and they pushed me away. I just figured these are soap operas for boys with cool gadgets and it is what it is. So, I never, uh, never got into them.
1: I agree. I, I see where you're going with that, absolutely.
0: Alright. Anything else? Oh, uh, one mention I thought, two, two, two editions I didn't mention to you, Bill. But these are, these are two movies I can recommend to watch ironically. They're ne- are not worst movies of all time, but are pretty bad. That's the Flash Gordon from the 80s. (laughs) I I made my family watch that, and it was funny because it was funny bad at first, but then it kind of drags on to where it becomes not funny that you're watching it anymore. And then when when Vulcan shows up in that gear, everyone's just so horrified it made me laugh. Everything...
1: Everything about that movie, after about minute 14, you feel like you can hear your watch ticking. Yes. Yeah. You can feel the time slipping away, and you wonder why you're choosing to continue spending time on it. I agree.
0: And the last one uh, I'll mention that you should watch, ironically, is They Live with Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. And uh, I actually mentioned this to my friend Rob, who was genuinely and mildly offended that I said you should watch this ironically because he loved it. There's that fifth seemingly 15-minute fight song between Roddy Piper and a very respectable uh, Keith David, or is it David Keith? I, can't, I always mix the names up. It, it's David one Keith. of the two. He does some great uh, voice work on PBS, and he's done some really other good films, but in this one it's, it's not very good. And I will point out, I won't drag out the whole story, but I will point out that I'm watching this with a family, and there's a scene where there's a light kind of coming around the corner, and it's silent. And then he kind of peers around, and then the sound just explodes. It's a helicopter. And my kids are like, wait a minute. You couldn't hear the helicopter like two seconds before he moved his head about three inches? Are you kidding me? And that just became (laughs) so funny. That's kind of, we talk about that in the family now. And then at the very end of the movie, my son goes, he plays piano and drums, and he went right over to the piano and played that doo-doo-doo really loud. And it's (laughs) just kind of... It's just kind of in family history now in a good way.
1: I, I actually remember when that movie first came out, sort of enjoying it. But that was probably because I was a professional wrestling fan. And so I was excited to see Rowdy Roddy Piper in a movie. Yeah, Having gone back and watched it fairly recently, this is another one of those movies where I think if it got remade, it might not suck real bad. Because I think the concept was sort of interesting, but the execution was so bad. Although that, that movie did give us the, I came here to chew, kick butt and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum.
0: Yes. Yeah, horribly bad one-liners. I, That's
1: I, a I, great line. Are you kidding me? No, no, wait, That's wait. That's iconic.
0: Wait for it. Wait for it. I will admit I laughed at that. It's so horrible, <laughs> but I did laugh at it.
1: And people still use it today. That's what makes that line great. (laughs) 30 years later, people are saying that, and they have no idea what movie it came from. When you remind people that it came from Rowdy Roddy Paper, they're like, shut up. It did not.
0: Yes, it did.
1: did. Oh, no! And then people are mad at themselves for saying it. It's great. Yeah,
0: good enough. Do you have any movies that you should watch, ironically? Ironically?
1: Yeah. and. I'm going to say this because it's one of those movies where you probably think it's actually a good movie and then you go back and watch it again and you realize it's really not, but then it still sort of is. So it makes kind of sets up this weird mm-hmm. cognitive, cognitive dissonance in your head. And that is the 13th Warrior starring Antonio Banderas. I've never seen. It's theoretically a movie about an Arab played by Antonio Banderas. Wrap your brain around that one for a second. Oh, who wait, com- what? Yes, exactly. No, we'll move forward. Okay. Who accompanies 12 Nordic warriors on this quest to deal with what they think is a fire verm, as they say it. It's ostensibly a retelling of Beowulf, if I recall correctly, with the M- Michael Crichton motif. It's not good, you want it to be good because it's it plucks all the right sort of heartstrings as far as you know the noble warriors marching off to their death and the casting is pretty good and but yeah first off you have Antonio Banderas playing Ahmed ibn Fadlan which doesn't work and then you have him taking a broadsword and and somehow using it a a grindstone to turn it into a scimitar because that's a thing that would happen and then you have him learning an entire language by sitting around campfires for a couple months cuz that's also a thing that would happen it's just it it requires you to stretch disbelief in so many crucial ways that unless you're able to turn your brain all the way off, it's going to make you angry. And I, I was forced to rewatch it by my friend who is a film director and uh, has his own podcast called the rewatchman where he, he basically goes back and watches movies he thinks used to be good. And he, it was, it was painful because I remembered liking it so much. And then I watched it now and I'm like, no, it's so bad. It doesn't, it hasn't aged well. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. So the 13th warrior and Michael Crichton, movie with Antonio Banderas playing an Arab. That's really all you need to know.
0: I I don't need to hear more. (laughs) All right. I think it's time to close shop here, so thanks for being with me, Bill, and I hope the listeners like it, uh, just for some stupid fun. But I will close with a line from one of these movies. There can be only one. (laughs) That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.